Hey, music nerds. You're listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin, and I'm going to be joined in a second by my sidekick, Dan Barracuda. A couple things I want to say off the bat. August 28th, Friday, both Dan and I have new releases coming out on Spotify, Apple Music, etc. We both got new stuff coming to the World Wide Web. So how cool is that? Dan has his new EP, Catabolic, and I'm giving an official wide release to my recent album, Fuzzy Thinking. Ten new songs, so that's going to be available for streaming and what have you, so definitely check that out on Friday. And uh, we're going to get into An Awesome Wave by Alt-J in a second. Off the top, I'll say this is the first album we've talked about that I uh, did not care for. And uh, I also just want to say, you know, everything on here is just my opinion, and I'm just sharing it to be uh, entertaining. I'm not nearly qualified enough to be considered informative. Um, so if you do like this band, Dan likes them. He's going to speak for you. I'm going to speak for anybody listening who might just not get it. So just putting that out there now. Let's get into the discussion. A lamb, bam, 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 <laughs> bam, a lamb. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you for taking time out of what sounds like a busy day today. Sounds like you got a lot going on. Yeah, gearing up for some more travel. Yeah, man. Uh, what album are we talking about? We're talking about an awesome wave by Alt J. Alt J. Alt J. This is your first time hearing the whole album. It's my first time hearing a whole album by Alt J. Um, I recognize songs like Fitz Pleasure from... They're okay. such a like TV credits band to me. Are they really? To, they just have the feel of like a Netflix British murder show like outro credits. That's, that's their vibe. Interesting. Oh, you know what? Maybe Left Hand Free. That was like, the, that was like a big hit off their second album. Uh, I feel like that song was used everywhere. And Breeze Blocks. Okay, yeah. Which, and I guess Fitz Pleasure, I could see that. Fitz Pleasure, particularly. I think that was the one that I'd heard at least a couple times somewhere before I, I uh, pounced on this album. Okay. Um, do you and Alt-J go way back? Are you a fan? Yep. Um, only of the first album, really. I, they have three albums. Um, I really didn't like the third one. I don't think like anyone did, <laughs> except the the single off the third album is really good. But uh, let's see, they released an awesome wave, which is their debut in 2012, and I first heard of them like in 2013, I think, just the next year. And uh, I remember I went to Rome with my, you know, I it, I think it was the end of 2012, and I went to Rome with my family, and then I came back and I heard about them, and I, I remember I was like all obsessed with painting. Hmm. Because of like Michelangelo and Da Vinci, and I was like so inspired, and I was in such a painting phase for like a month and a Interesting. half. And I remember I was painting, and I put on like I want to hear Alt J, and because uh, I heard about him, and I put um, an awesome wave on. And I was like, Jesus. Like, I kept like turning my head over. I was like, wow, there's a lot of like interesting stuff going on here. It's like, this band is really interesting. And um, they're like one of the few contemporary artists that I like pay attention that I have paid attention because you know I'm mainly like classic rock. Yeah, I yeah. mainly like everything before like 1994. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, very interesting, interesting band. 
Not that exciting live, honestly. I, they just kind of stand there. <laughs> on samplers <laughs> um, and sequencers. The and guy's stuff. voice caught my the guy's voice caught my ear like big mm. time. I was like, what's going on here? Uh what was it like for you? Well, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, okay, okay. Uh makes sense that you enjoyed uh painting to them because I, I was reading up on them a little bit. Sounds like they all went to art school. Okay. They all they all look like art school types. I'm looking at their their Spotify yeah. profile page yeah. here now. Um I gotta say, I really did not care for this album. Really? <laughs> yeah. um, so, what didn't you like about it? Uh, where to start? I mean, well, maybe we'll we'll sprinkle that here and there because other people tuning in might want to, you know, relish the the aspects of the album they enjoyed. But um, <laughs> you don't like his voice. You either love his voice or you really don't like it. Well, yeah, the e- the easy place to start is I do not like his voice. You didn't like his voice. Do not like that voice. I do not like that style of singing. Uh, oh my god, why? there's so many reasons. It's, and I'll also say, like, I don't really feel like I can say this is a bad album or this is a bad band because they are so adjacent to a lot of music that I do really like. And if somebody like, like gets what? into this band and that leads them to enjoy other artists that I would really be into, like that's cool. And they don't really stand for anything that I don't like. I can't really pick at anything too much and just say this is objectively bad with whatever musical critique power I have. But yeah, I, I didn't like the I didn't like the place this put me in. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it's like the style of voice that you really don't like. Like I know you don't like Rush, you don't like Robert Plant's voice, and you don't like this guy's voice. It's kind of like a style that you don't like, right? Yeah. It's a kind of higher twangier. This made me appreciate how much I do like Robert Plant's voice in some ways, though. Oh, <laughs> like wow. Like this is just the... the I, and it was like, I, so I heard this album twice. I heard it a few d- days ago when I heard it like just an hour ago when we decided we were doing this podcast today. And I thought yeah. I would like it more if I got more into it. <laughs> it had like the yeah. the opposite effect. But it, it, I feel like the real core of it is this is supposed to be a smart band and a really artistic band, and they're they're covering so much with all their uh, postmodern comments and observations. Yeah. Like they're they're a big intellectual, what have you. Uh, and if you're gonna be that, and you're if you're gonna be so cryptic in the first place with your lyrical matter. And, you know, the, the themes and, and what you're trying to evoke, like what you're actually trying to say, if you're going to be so complicated with that, enunciate at all. I can't, I couldn't understand Lyrics. one word to the next, what this guy was doing at all. I just, and it was like, I could see that, especially in your get, first get, few, <laughs> li- yeah, I've known, I've known these songs for seven years. You've known them for like two to three days. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. It's just like a matter of principle. Like, all right, you can have another singer, like, say, the guys from Animal Collective. Sometimes I don't know what they're saying, but overall their message is... Or Radiohead. Or Radiohead, but Radiohead, I can still pick it out a lot. And with Animal Collective, it's like, okay, even if you're singing gibberish, it's like their whole thing is let your freak come out and let's all dance around in the woods and take drugs and be animalistic. Cool. This is like, let's learn about stuff or let's have really in-depth looks into complex subject matter but through that filter, like what? Oh my God. <laughs> There's a lot of cool things about them. Like 
the drum like the, the okay so they were four piece in the first album and then and then uh the bassist left actually after okay. the first album for creative differences right. and then they didn't replace him they became they, they became a trio um do you know what their name comes from yeah i just read that a little while ago and it makes me dislike them more <laughs> I was giving him more of the benefit of that doubt until I was like, oh, we're named after a keyboard shortcut for the Greek del- letter Delta. <laughs> like, uh. Delta, yeah, triangle, which means change. And then, um, and then uh, what else? The drummer doesn't use symbols. That's interesting. I think that's really interesting. He okay. doesn't use symbols. I, I can get behind he, that. He has a really interesting drum kit and like percussion setup, and there's a lot of cool stuff going on that he does. It felt like a lot um, of his drumming was performed and then processed afterward like like they computerized a lot of his playing yeah i, I don't know because i I've, I've seen him do some like live i've seen him like you know you can watch like performances of them playing live and it sounds pretty close to the record like what hmm. he's doing yeah he does seem pretty i mean these um, are all very talented musicians so off the bat like, yeah these guys have have a lot of chops and are willing to use them in creative ways clean guitar and um so he so there's a lead singer with like the crazy voice and then there's a second singer i don't know if you you could pick his voice out uh um, they were a little less nasally right a little maybe a little lower. much less yeah 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 lower lower but still painfully british <laughs> i guess yeah i guess yeah i guess i'm so, not huh? i'm not a fan of the xx so much either and i feel like these guys are really close to the XX. i don't know xx all i know is basics yeah basics. that's one of their better songs yeah, but it's there's no room for smiling in this group. You can't smile and do these songs. You have to be very serious and have all these big thoughts. And I'm not really here for it. <laughs> I mean, wait, but Radiohead's just like that, though. Radiohead too. has a playfulness with Tom York with his dancing, and at least I still I can very clearly pinpoint what Radiohead is about and what they're trying to say. It feels mm. a little different to me still. Through legacy, through legacy, Leg- through legacy. But the, the Radiohead is more. They feel more deliberate and more collected and calculated. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not a pro at deciphering this stuff, so I'm probably still contradicting myself. Right. But I can. The Radiohead vibe puts me in a better space than this than this does. I think. Yeah. You heard the you heard the the like the one minute track of them just doing like the. Acapella. She 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 only a fa 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 waltz to to count count her steps. Eighteen teeth strides and she stops to abide by the law that she herself has set. Oh yeah, I mean I I listened to the whole album an awesome way of like start to finish twice. Yeah, and they had the three interludes yeah. and the the intro and is the acapella thing the the second track? Yeah. It's dynamic. It's it's really dynamic. It's a uh, intermission one, so okay. it is the second track. Yep, I like the different. I just like the different tones and stuff, like, like clean guitar stuff going on, weird vocals going on, and uh, it's not overly electronic yeah. to me. You know, it sounds like a band, but it's like it's like they're trying different things, and um, the lyrics are really weird. They kind of tend to talk about sex sometimes in like weird ways. Like, is, did you realize that Fitz Pleasure was actually? I know you didn't really pick it up. Right, words. I just I was reading about it after the fact. Yeah, he, so he's like, like it sounds like he's going in a Fitz Pleasure, but he's literally saying like in her snatch, Fitz Pleasure, broom shaped. Yeah, I can see why he's not enunciating <laughs> that very well now. <laughs> right, it's like a based off a short story where you know somebody gets assaulted by a broom and. 
there's the Matilda is actually about some character from the professional. Oh right? yeah. See, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't read too much up on all this stuff. Um, what about when his voice does? I mean, I, okay. You know what? Something good. Like, cause his voice dude, like when he goes really low, sounds really good. He's not, he's not, it's not, he's like something good tonight. Make me forget. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I think his voice sounds awesome. That, I mean, yeah, it's it's less um, tessellate unusual there, but it's still it's this. I'm not gonna hold it against anybody for being into it, but it's it gets back to that kind of the XX style sort of like British dour, like over serious mournfulness that I hear a lot in, in modern indie music. What are the other bands not. like that? I feel like I'm not that familiar with it. I'm not that familiar. Like, what's this British mournful? Like, what, what the else? XX, XX is the main one I can think of. Um, I don't know too much more beyond that because it's, it's just they tend to be bands that I don't follow. But it's it's like the uh, art related artists on their Spotify is like Foles and local natives, and I just I'm kind kind of talking out of my butt. But I feel uh, like it's see, I, it's this whole know. approach and aesthetic to modern indie rock and what makes something cool and how to be cool, and it's this whole sort of way of inserting your personality in your music that I'm just, I'm never going to jive with. Like it just, the, I mean, the easy go-to words for me are like pretentious and over serious. Interesting. Like there's, there's not very much fun in it. And then, and then in, to my ears, not much originality. Um, and I feel like these guys kind of break away from that sort of pack I'm making up a little bit because they have that weird instrumental, uh, stuff going on in those, those choices. Yeah, to me, they're so original. I don't know anyone that sounds like them, but I'm also not that familiar with like this indie stuff you're talking about. Like I said, I don't, I don't like dive into right, contemporary right. music. To me, they really they stand yeah. out. They like I don't know anyone that sounds like them. Like like XX is like electronic and like very Minimal, simple yeah. and sad. Maybe yeah, very, right. A lot of cloudy days. Minimal, yeah. minimalistic. Yeah, these guys do truly have their own sound based off of just any given band that I'm familiar with. Um, to me, it sounded like they were taking a lot from electronic music and stuff on the Warp Records label and maybe like the artist Bibio. And I, I like a lot of that stuff. That's the folk guy, Bibio. Yeah. So I can appreciate some of those elements, but then they're, they're, I feel like they're kind of watering it down with this, this like dour, sort of more bland, like British indie rock sensibility. Again, it's all yep. tastes. Like if any, you know, I, I want you to sing their, their praises more. I don't want to just bring this whole thing down <laughs> yeah um i mean i love that intermission one like when the she 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 always ever ever, ever once one it's like about like ocd dude once wants to count count her steps 18 teen strides and she stops to abide by the law that she herself has set that age. I steps. heard that and i was like is she, is, are they talking about like wearing a fitbit <laughs> <laughs> this is before fitbits i don't know maybe not um but uh, I don't know. I, I, that's really cool. Like my brother loves singing that with me. Like he loves just like doing it out on a whim, and we right. both like kind of do it together. It's like it's like a minute long, and it's like really beautiful. And then it goes into tessellate. Um, there's cool percussion stuff going on there, like on the third hit. of the intro it's like piano piano and then the third one da, ring, 
and he like hits like it like it sounds like he hits like a crystal, dude. It's like <laughs> and it's like this sick sound, but they, like it's like filled with that. Like their music's filled with like weird percussive mm. sounds. Um, I can always get behind not using cymbals, like Velvet Underground. Yeah, style. there's no cymbals, yeah. dude. Like even it's like a broom shaped pleasure. Like it's not like right. it's like boom, you know. It's more like kind of a garbage um, can thud. Yeah. I feel like some of the bass stuff is uh, definitely electronic. Oh yeah, there there's some some dubstepy synthesizer work going on here. Yeah, the, the, I think their biggest song on the album is "Breeze Blocks," and that's actually my least favorite song on it. Like that na 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 na. Do you know where the wild things go? Oh uh, yeah. Take your money. That's prime Netflix credits music, right yeah, there. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've like heard that a lot, you know. In, in different places, but I mean, I love I love Tessellate. That was the first song I heard by them. Um, but my favorites are Dissolve Me and uh, Something Good, and Taro is my favorite song. Uh, I was gonna say Taro, Taro. If I had to pick one, Taro had the most elements that I was I was getting into. I like their sort of Eastern sounding guitar part, right? That's in that song. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and his vocal sounds. Uh, I mean, like his 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 melodic flow with words is really. Maybe if you like read the lyrics along to it, like he's saying like so a lot of weird shit, and it just like flows really nicely. I heard like a story. I don't know how true it is, but someone once told me that the the the, the singer he like wasn't he like wanted to be a good songwriter, but he couldn't figure it out, I guess. And he like went on a crazy mushroom trip and then he like, he left that trip, like writing these songs or something like that. I don't know how true that is though. I haven't right. actually looked it up, but someone told me that and I was like, Whoa, like really? It's probably some uh, truth I there. I don't know. If that... They did some soul searching at the very least. And he just like came, he just like sang these songs. Something good is nice. Sure. They're like short, nice pieces of songs. Uh, Dissolve me is, is really nice. And pulse to pulse, now shush. It's like, and pulse to pulse, now shush. She makes the sound, the sound the sea makes. Like, no joke, if it was you singing all these lyrics in these songs and not him, I'd probably like this (laughs) album at least 30% more. But it's like, she makes the sound, the sound the sea makes. Any vocalist that is that affected like they have to put on such an unnatural seeming affectation i really struggle with that in any band i don't know what it is who who, who you know what it's kings of leon kings of leon i heard that he kind of puts on oh this voice. yeah they do the same thing um yeah yeah it's just like it's not it's he just kind of like puts on this persona and it like that's that's the sound of the band uh. um and i feel like he this guy does that this guy does that um, but it's very like malleable. Like when you really look into his voice, like he he has all these different sounds. It's like, like a new really, weird like synthesizer. He... It's it's malleable in yeah. that way. Like it just it's you can push it to kind of these weird sonic limits that you don't normally get with uh, with an instrument. Um, and yeah. then it's a matter of taste of whether you happen to like that or not. But yeah. it is you know it does take a certain kind of talent, and it is uh, it's unique. How about some of the soft moments? Like I thought you would like that. Some like the really soft. Like I feel like MS, like Miss, yeah. Miss the song MS. I mean, or like something good. Yeah. So there, there still wasn't a whole lot there for me in this album in the sense that even when it's not the singer being fully his weird self and all these kind of heady ideas, when it is more those downbeat moments, 
I don't know. It's this kind of, how would I put it? Like a, like a post-rock template with, like you're saying, this kind of clean reverby guitar driven sort of thing. Like that's a particular soundscape that also just for me feels a little kind of bland and, and uh, motionless. Like it's all been done before, like the clean guitar yeah, stuff. Or even if, and... I mean, I'll listen to other stuff that's been done before, but just, I, I just don't fundamentally find it to be an interesting palette of sounds. Even in, even in those kind of quieter moments or those more uh, instrumental kind of intricate parts and the guitar doing its thing, it's like, that also just doesn't particularly appeal to me. It just still, like, it was very hard for individual parts of this album or different sections to really stand out to me. Like, it was at all kind of just, like, washed washed over me as I was listening to it. But, yeah. I mean, that that's kind of more closer to your neck of the woods, right? You like a lot of that guitar scapes. Guitar yeah. layers. Yeah. But I feel like they're not, like, a ton. They're not very guitar they're not super guitar centric. They have like their clean guitar moments. They never have gain guitar, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and they they have some acoustic and some, some nylon going on, like in something good. I like some of the acoustic um, guitar work that I heard. That might have been one of the highlights for me. Yeah, there's a really cool piano riff in something good. I don't know if you remember it. That's uh, not off top of my head, but. Did you take notes? Like, are there some songs that you remember that you wrote down that you like more than others or dislike more than others? Um, I did not take notes, but I remember Taro being uh, one of the highlights. And Fitz Pleasure, as much as I don't like a lot of aspects of it, it is kind of the catchiest one. My overall feeling is like a lot of the choices that I like are here and a lot of the instrumentation and sensibility. The sound of For it. me, it's like 70% of the way there. And then if you made some aesthetic choices beyond that and you take out the singer and... Tone, tonal, tonal choices. Tonal choices <laughs> to and tonal atm atmospheric or like, you know, just the, their kind of their themes and their, their intellectualness and the, the place they're trying to put you in. If you change some of that stuff, swap out some of that with, with something I would enjoy more. Like you, you'd have a band I'd be pretty into, I think. Like a lot of the foundation is there for me. Yeah. Um, they they say some things in some of the songs that are like when a band is talking about like the same thing for multiple songs on like their debut album, it's always kind of weird. I mean, I'm trying yeah. to think of where else that happens, but they 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 talk about like first of all like the triangle. Like Tessellate is kind of like their signature song just because they say triangles are my favorite shape. Mm -hmm. Three points where two lines meet, uh, toe to toe, back to back. Let's go. And then, uh, but what they say a lot is common, C-O-double-M-O-N. They say it in like three different songs. And they say it in Fitz Pleasure. Um, they say, um, of the C-O-double-M-O-N. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And blah, 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 who cute to be the next. And he says it again in Blood Flood. He's like, uh, uh, I hope tonight, like, you'll, I think he says you'll slap me. <laughs> you'll slap me like, like a whale slaps the sea. And when he says sea... It, like he extends the C. It's like C O double M O N. C -O -N. They like combine C with 
C-O-M-O-N. But I don't know why. I don't... This is as impenetrable to me as like Finnegan's Wake. Like what are they, James Joyce? Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> C-O-M-O-N. No idea what they're All saying. This crazy wordplay. But I also like that that I, that I don't know. It's like what's go, what's going on? Yeah, I like wordplay. I was just reading right here. It says uh, it did. I mean, it did really well. Obviously, it's like it's their biggest album. I think. Yeah, that and, was uh, it. Peaked at. I was not uh, expecting them to be so popular. Like I kind of heard the name, but I didn't realize how much of a following yeah. these guys had. I think it's because it's weird, dude. I think it's because it's weird. <laughs> it's because it's weird. It's yeah. like groovy sometimes, and it's weird. And and Awesome Wave won the 2012 British Bark Clay Card Mercury Prize, and in 2013 was named Album of the Year at the Ivor Novello Awards. Oh shit! The title is a reference to a quote from the from American Psycho, dude. I didn't know that. It wasn't just <laughs> they went to the beach and they're it. like, "Dude, that's an awesome wave." Well, you know, we could make that our album. Dude, that's no, awesome it wasn't word. like that. Because they're also from Leeds, England. Yeah. And not California. The charm of all Jay's musical scatterbrain is that it works. That's, what's, that's what Jenny Stevens said of NME. See, yeah. a smart alt pop. Look at that. Describing the album as, on the surface, it's small smart smart alt pop. Art alt pop. Yeah. Alt J. Small art pop. I think that's why it was big, dude. Just because it's it was weird. It it checks a lot of the boxes, and it it is very confidently itself. And the band is successfully like building their own world that does feel established. The world that this puts me in. So I, I was realizing like every every album, like every different artist, puts me in a different headspace. So if it's like yeah. even Led Zeppelin. I feel like I'm in a, a car on the highway with kind of four crazy guys and they're kind of funny but kind of edgy and I'm a little bit worried but, you know, I'm excited. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, a, it's still a cool spot to be. It's wild. Or um, the Beatles, you're just in these crazy palaces of imagination or whatever. This music just made me think of like gentrified, yeah, gentrified neighborhoods with $5.50 lattes and neck beards and oh my God. I'm working on my thesis and I'm like thousands of dollars in student debt and it just put so me it gave in, you I, like this vibe of like of just being like a nervous like overly pretentious uh intellectual wannabe like just yeah like art student or something I, for whatever reason you know that like there's too artsy like like too artsy and like like you said like no room for smiling you yeah. said you can't smile yeah no room for fun I don't know <laughs> But I'm sure if other people have completely different reactions to it, that's just as valid. But how can it not be fun when it's like, but what about when it's like, deep greedy, ooling every Then I'm like, um, can we turn the music down in this cafe, please? <laughs> that's my feeling. <laughs> Blood Flood, serious song. I mean, I'm, I'm taking what you said about serious. Like, Tessellate is serious. Breeze Blocks is goofy as fuck, and I think that's why I don't really like it. Something Good is kind of serious, I guess. Um, Blood Flood is definitely serious. Taro. Matilda. What, which song did you, like, hate? It's like hating individual songs isn't even really the right way to look at it for me. Because I... The way it works with me, like hating a song is the other songs have to be by comparison, like so much better. And I'm like, wait, why did you stink in this instance? It's like, 
Yeah. The whole time they're inhabiting the space that's not really bad, bad, but it's just, it's always like 70% there. And then it's all this other, these other aesthetic choices that go into it that make it just like musical purgatory for me. So like this, this for, in my mind, this doesn't have like a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Like it's just Mm -hmm. in this sort of like meh space overall for me. Even if it's super dynamic. Um, With some highlights being like particular riffs in a song like Taro. Or low lights being the way he pronounces things and fits pleasure, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I can point to a particular song and be like, "Oh, this is the dud" or anything. I, right. I didn't like when he's. Right. It really kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I think it's in Tessellate when he's talking about like three guns, one went off and one did yep. something. Yeah, three I, guns and one goes uh, off. Three guns and one goes off. One's empty, one's not quick enough. One, uh, one's I can't empty, get into it. one's not quick enough. <laughs> but it's still weird. It's memorable. Like, I can't say it's just copying it's, yeah. something else. Yeah. It's memorable for sure. Uh, how about you, though? What, like, what is, since you, you're intimately familiar with this album, you like it, where, where do we go really good and where are we kind of lesser? You're, so you were saying the, the goofier stuff you're not as into? I guess, like, Breeze Blocks. Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, if, if you don't like the guy's voice, like, it's super vocal-heavy Yeah. band. Yeah, they're pretty vocally And driven. the songs are, like, he's all over the song. So if you, like, don't... If someone doesn't like his voice at all, then you're not going to like these songs. Yeah, but if but you I, do I, love his voice, if you do love his voice, you're going to like it, right? Yeah. But at first, I was thinking that, is, like... You know, I put on intro, okay, kind of interesting electronic rock space. Oh, he's singing, oh, I don't like the voice, but maybe I can just view it in terms of I don't like his voice, but I like other things. But then I gradually realize, like, it's not, for him, for me, it's not just his, his voice. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're right about just vocals and vocal stylings being, like, a make-it-or-break-it element for bands in general. I also wonder if this album came out at a time where, because you know how genres... Like newer genre, like contemporary, especially, will have their own vocal. Come on, the classic case is emo. Like, I wish you would step out from the ledge, my friend. You know, or like when pop, when pop would be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, or yeah. like. Or Kings of Leon was another great example. Green Day, Billy Joe Armstrong, totally an example. Billy Joe Armstrong. And this is kind of like that. This is like, in, but in the indie sphere, it's like in, in the indie rock sphere. Mm. Hey, three guns, like three guns, and one goes on. Like, I don't know. It's something <laughs> about it. that I feel like I've heard other people try to sing like him yeah. about this guy, like Alt-J. You know, and maybe like these guys just did it in a very effective and uh, weird yeah. and original way. And maybe they blew up in like the indie sphere through that. Um, but... I like I like seeing people's debut albums because I feel like they're all just firing missiles of like trying to write like a bunch like a lot of like in debut albums have like a bunch of like trying to write great songs like a bunch right, of they're songs. trying to make their mark yeah they're in like fight or flight mode yeah and this song has like a lot it's got tessellate breeze blocks something good dissolve me Matilda miss fist pleasure blood flood taro it's got like nine like boom like here are nine songs you know in our style I mean I really was. As I was listening to it, you know, regardless of my personal feelings, and I really was like, I bet they scored with sync licensing. <laughs> like yeah. so many of these songs are have, perfect for, exactly. for TV and advertisements. Yep. 
You're right, dude. They did score with sync licensing. I I feel like I feel like they're I just feel like they're original. I don't feel like they I don't feel like they're trying to be anybody. Like like they're just yeah. being themselves, and that's what I like. Really they were like comfortable about it. being themselves. Yeah, I think that's what stood out to me too when I first heard. It. I was like, "What's going on here? Like this guy's voice is so weird. Like like the sounds are weird. Like it, it sounds like a, it doesn't sound electronic. Some of it is, but it just sounds like a like a it sounds like indie rock." But it's not, but it's like dynamic as through hell. Through a weird, yeah, it's like through a weird Ableton like electronic filter. Very, yeah, very weird. The second album is so like chill. Like, uh, I mean, it's got left hand free. It's got some up upbeat stuff, but like, it's like they really kind of chilled out. And then the third album is literally called Relaxer, and it's mm. like super chilled. I've only heard it once, and I really didn't like it except the first song. Um, but yeah, I'm not like a diehard all J fan. Like, I don't like, I don't know what they're doing right now. I don't like seen them live once and uh, I'm, mo- yeah, but, I'm mostly about the first album. Yeah. But like you said, this is one of the few modern groups that you do have some kind of level of investment in that I'm like aware of really like the other ones like Tame Impala. Yeah. I just don't really I do know. like Tame Impala quite a bit more than this. Band. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember hearing, it was like this, it was like this album and it was like, Elephant by Tame Impala and a couple of other of his songs like around that time that he released. You know Elephant? Oh, I love Elephant, yeah. I was just I was just playing in my head as you were He puts the mirror at his Cadillac. Yeah, no, seriously, it was all Jay and Tame Impala. That's like what I was listening to and I was like painting during that time and like in 2012, 2013. And Tame Impala really got me because of how ridiculously similar he sounds to John Lennon. I was like, what? He takes like the John Lennon vibe, but just like on super psychedelics. Like it's just the whole thing is so dialed in to just like sound like your idea of psychedelic drugs. Like it's so masterfully engineered that way to just yeah. kind of like play with and your he's ears. He's a solo guy. He does it all himself. It's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, he's he's a real maestro. Um, yeah, well, I guess we'll have to do a Tame and Paul episode yep. at some point. Um so it's good for painting for you. Do you still paint? No, I don't. I don't know that about you. No. I don't. But uh, what what other kind of place does Alt J put you in? Like what kind of mood and? Uh, for me, like when I heard it, it was when I heard it recently for this episode. Uh, it was very nostalgic. I was like, ah man, it's nice to hear something good and dissolve me. Dissolve me was like my favorite for a while, but I, I've always loved Taro. Hmm. Um, you know, I I haven't heard Fitz Pleasure in years, uh, or like or like Matilda. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like a nostalgic feeling, like remembering like, you know, early to mid 2010s, you know, when I was like 23 yeah. and 24, I was like really into them. More innocent times. More innocent times. Um, and I was listening more to the percussion. I heard more stuff because now I'm more into production and stuff. I'm not just listening to the vocals right. or the lyrics or the guitar. I'm listening to the bass. Yeah. yeah. I'm listening to, to the percussion. Uh, and that that was nice. It was nice to hear. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, there's a sick part in Taro where he's like, "You now spread into lies. I have spread you into my eyeborn." And then, like the beat, the beat like comes in, and when what the guitar is doing there is sick. He's like, he's like tapping. He's like, oh, I think that's what I liked. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite part of that I was, song. When I heard it, I was like, what's going on? Like, how? And then I saw a video of them playing it live, and I saw him tap it. So I, I was like, that's really cool. Like, they're just, like, weird. I like how 
you know, and they you're you're right. They do look like art students. They want they got like the black rim glasses and the short hair, and they're like at the keyboard, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like nostalgic and artsy and weird. It reminds me of painting. <laughs> no, that's a good mental connection to have. Yeah. Matilda. Oh, this is for Matilda. Are they saying from, this is for this Matilda from, or this, this is, is home from. Matilda? Oh, okay. This is from. This is from. This is from Matilda. Because they repeat it over and over, and I was trying to make several different guesses. Um, Fitz Pleasure, Blood Flood, yeah. It's always nice seeing uh, whenever we're, we're a band, like where the album title is sung in a song. Oh, that, that moment also kind of rubbed me the wrong way for you some reason. You didn't like reason. that? He goes, a wave. An awesome way. That's when I was like, did they just go to the beach? And they were like, that's an awesome way. You know, it's not really that, but that's where it started feeling like that for me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's it's awesome like way. a lot of what they're trying to do or what they successfully do. It's still like I need their personality to be more present or exciting to me for them to kind of earn like i feel like they just skip some steps in art rock to just try to achieve these uh effects with their songs and the and try to talk about these issues but they're they're not giving me enough of themselves if that mm. makes sense like i feel like the, the and i sometimes that's depending on the band that's not that important for an album but i just feel like they're not giving me themselves like they're they're too timid or they're like hiding away from their their art. Do you, do you feel like they're trying to be someone else? Do you feel like ingenuity? Or do you feel or like, like they're not trying to be anybody? Like I don't know. Disingenuine, disingenuous. Yeah, it's just too. I I need more. I wanted more flair. You feel like they're not trying to be anybody? Okay. La 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 la. Do you know where the world is gone? They're coming trying to take your money. La 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 la. Because then he'd be like, he'd be like. He'll be like, she's morphine, queen of my vaccine, I wait. Like, that's what he, he oh. like, he's so malleable. So he, like, yeah. he was just going, ah, wah, 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 wah. and then he goes, queen of my vaccine, I wait. Yeah, yeah, I did notice. It's like it very, would, ex very expressive. It had that variation, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't put my finger on it any, any more than I have. Well, I didn't, because I, I was able to pick out that line, like I could understand those words. And even then I was like, eh. <laughs> like I'm not buying it for some reason. It's like, please don't go, please don't go. I love you so, I love you so. Please break my heart. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> I love it. But dude, I feel like I just, I just don't know like enough. Like, like you, like you mentioned, like you know, British. You're talking about these British bands. I'm like, I don't even know what's like British or what's not. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm more of a nerd for checking out like a lot of different contemporary bands. So sometimes I have more context. Yeah, I'm totally not. Like, I'm like over here, I'm listening to like my shit from the 80s, 90s, 70s. And then like, and then like this song comes, like this band comes out. I'm like, what? This is like different. This is not what right, I'm hearing right. on the radio. This is not what like I see that other people like. It, it like, is, sounds, it's a like, movement. Really different. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, hopefully I can continue to get you into some other uh, cool bands of, of the now, of the today. 
It'll yeah. be interesting to see what we discover. Um, well, I guess let's uh, we we can wrap it up here with yeah, uh, some ratings, zero to hundred. What do you give this one? Uh, and so, okay, if I'm talking about like their effort and their originality, them putting themselves out there and like how they did doing that, elements that they that they use and just the uh, creativity. Like to me, it sounds like inspired. Like it sounds like they were inspired. They're, they're channeling something. Yep. Yeah, like not every song sounds the same at all for me, Ellie. I think I think they do a really good job of of differing moods that throughout different songs. Um, I, I would give them like I would give this one like an eighty nine. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's their best album, and they have they have three. This is the best. The second one is a little less, and the third one's a lot less. Well, uh, I'm gonna give them a seventy. So like I said, I feel like they're seventy percent of the way there to, okay. to something I'd be more into. You definitely can't fault them for trying yeah. and for uh, doing something unique. Okay, and one goes off. <laughs> three guys, three pulling, there's a triangle, is my favorite shape. Well, what a goofball. Uh, Dan Barracuda and myself talking about all J, ladies and gentlemen. Before you go, just want to say if you're a fan of this podcast, you want to support us in any way you can, hit that subscribe button or that follow button, whatever button you got on your screen. Come back next week for the next episode. We're going to be talking about Dan ZP Catabolic for a whole episode and we're also going to talk about uh my album fuzzy thinking so we got good good stuff coming write us a review if you're inclined to do so that would be very cool as well also if you enjoy the music of niagara moon and you want to come join a little soiree that i'm doing every week hang out with some other niagara moon fans listen to me play live take requests answer questions all that good stuff every thursday at 1 p.m eastern standard time I pop on to Facebook Live, and 1.45 p.m., I'm on Instagram Live. In both cases, that's at Niagara Moon Music on those platforms. All right, I'll see you later.